And welcome back to That Was The Worst Podcast Ever. We are back after a long hiatus. And guess what? We're talking about what we were always meant to, Sufjan Stevens. I'm joined here by my co-host, Jordan Clausen. He's an acclaimed singer-songwriter and producer. He's a husband and a son and brother. <laughs> and uh, Jordan, it's been a while. It's good to see you. Good to see you, man. You look so hot. Jordan, you do too. We It's like looking in a mirror, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, I was driving today, Jordan, and I, I honestly wondered this. Is there music that you listen to and you are, would be embarrassed to share that with someone else? And I need to specify something because we're living in an age where... You can sincerely love anything, and that's fine, and it's good, okay? Like, we've had lots of conversations about Taylor Swift. You've convinced me about what her merits are, things like that. Like, we're in an age where, like, being sincere and loving things, but is there still music you're like, I don't want to tell the podcast that I listen to this? That's what I want to know, George. Um, I don't think there is. I, I mean... Like I, I feel like pretty unashamed of what I like. I, I mean, maybe there's some stuff where I'm kind of like, oh, I know this isn't cool. And like, if I showed somebody like young this, they would definitely not think it's cool. <laughs> That's what I want to know. I want to know what it is. But that kind of stuff, like I could, like when I'm with people that are my age, I can be really like I'm not ashamed at all. It's like, like I don't think like a young person would think like Gregory Allen Isakov is cool. Do you know him? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like almost adult contemporary now, you know. Yes, I totally get it. Um I was listening oh, I don't I don't know if I want to No, I actually don't oh, Okay, I'll just say. I'll cut it out if I don't like it. But I was listening to Pine Grove. Okay. And I I was kind of like I don't want people to th- I think it's cuz the lead singer got me tooed or something. <laughs> Is it like an emo band? Yeah, he's like a young, it's like a very young kind of emo band. But you know that but, emo is like so cool right now with the Gen Zs. Well, I'm not sure what they think is emo though. Do you know? But a lot I, of them are listening to like Sunny Day Real Estate and Dashboard and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's to me, that's what emo is. Yeah. Because I'm confused on emo because I thought emo was that Sunny Day Real Estate and stuff. But then it turned into that like, like long bangs. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Like screamo kind of. Yeah, that kind of like. Like yeah. um, my Chemical Romance people started yeah, saying that right. that was emo, and I just remember being so confused. And and now the genre just seems. It doesn't really confused. mean anything anymore, does it? I remember when I was a kid, people or my friend Matt explained to me. He's like, "Yeah, like when Blink what do, when Blink plays, damn it." <laughs> They're punk, but when they do Adam's song, they're emo. <laughs> That's what I mean is this beautiful genre. It got too muddied. Yeah. And 
What's funny is it is making a comeback because my daughters came back from school and they were describing to me what emo was as if I'd never heard of it. (laughs) And you would not believe the self-control it took to let them finish the sentence. Yeah. That's cute. But I I basically, I said, girls, I was emo before you were born. Yeah. And then I took them on a master class of emo. and, um, And then Claire wrote an emo song when we got home. Oh, that's sweet. She's a great writer, yeah. actually. I should collab with yeah. her. Um, Do you know what she... Her lyrics were, you make my life worse. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool emo lyric. <laughs> yeah. I have something, though, that like I was just thinking today. Like I don't want anybody to know that I watch this. Um, that you wrote it? No, no, I watch. Like I watch on YouTube. Oh my gosh, Jordan, this is another category. <laughs> what we watch on YouTube? Yeah. Because music, I mean, I feel like my taste in music is pretty good, if you ask me. <laughs> but if you were to ask, like, what are you watching on YouTube? That's where I'm really going to get embarrassed. Yeah. But I think we should get into it. Okay. Are, I want to know. So I have, like, I have ASMR. You know what the... Oh, God. You know what that is? I know... Yes. Do you have it too? Like, do you get I, it? I don't get it. Okay. So it's not, I don't get a kick out of it. So I watch basically hours of like chiropractors just cracking people's backs. Okay. Yes. Now I remember. You actually sent me links to these videos. Yeah. And um, it's... <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's people getting their back cracked. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's it's a bizarre. It feels voyeuristic kind of watching it. Yeah, and it's weird think? because like almost always they have the gr- the people they're cracking are like these like kind of like babes with like big fake boobs and stuff. Yeah, they're trying to get the views. Yeah, but which makes and me feel a little bit uncomfortable, but I told Olivia. And the line gets blurred. You're not sure why you're watching. Yeah. Is it the ASMR? <laughs> well, no. I, I know I'm. I'm not really into the whole. So okay, can I can I get into my YouTube embarrassment? Yes, yes. George, I haven't even talked to you about this, but twenty four seven, I'm watching YouTube videos about watches. Were you expecting that? No, just like I. I'm into it. Just like uh, like watches on your wrist. Absolutely. So. I actually have deleted all my social media. I tried to get back on the other day, and then I went straight back off. Um, But strangely, watches are filling the void. Wow. Uh, And I don't want to talk about it any more than that because it's boring. No, no, you have to tell me, like, what is the content of the video? (laughs) Like, is is it just a guy, like, he's like, this is my watch. Like, uh, I would never ever watch one with you because it is that okay. it's a guy with talking about his watch but i'll watch hours of why? it why i can't explain you know okay so to our audience we're obviously millennials because we're still talking about the enneagram mm-hmm. but and if you don't know what the enneagram is it's just this uh I don't know. It's a personality test that Christian millennials love. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, Jordan, we're both fours, and you know we got that. I can tap into that five wing. Yeah. 
You know that you tap into that five wing. Oh yeah, but like it's like stuff that I'm like actually proud to share with people. Like, <laughs> like I love watch like watch you know, like stuff about history. Like I really love to like learn about history and memorize dates and stuff like that. Well, I don't know. In our last episode, you were really down the mentalist one. Oh yeah, I got into that. But and, then you made so much fun of me, I gave up on it. Yeah, because <laughs> all I could see was you as a ten-year-old boy. Yeah. Um, I'm sad that I ruined a passion of yours. Yeah, That's sad. you did. I'm sad too. Wow. I didn't know I had that much influence. No, I'm just kidding. I, I just kind of tried. I just, you know what it was, actually? I just started doing more research, and I just learned it's, like, it's just all tricks. Like, I actually thought it was, like, tricks combined with, like, people, like, being really good at, like, reading body language and stuff. But it's not. It's all tricks. It's, like, little ways of, like, you'll get somebody to write something down, and then you have this little trick to actually peek at what they wrote. That kind of stuff. Oh. Yeah. And that's... See, you peeked behind the curtain and you didn't like what you saw. Yeah, exactly. All the mystery got removed. Exactly. So you... Now, did you believe in maybe a supernatural element to this? No, I just thought... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just like... Okay, I think... Okay, like growing up, for example, and you had like the, the prophets coming to your church and stuff, right? And I kind of discounted that. I mean, I have discounted that mostly as an adult, but uh, now I'm kind of like, but, you know, often they would be kind of, it wouldn't be specific, but they would say things that were like, kind of like, if they said that exact same thing about somebody else, they would be wrong. But this is actually, you know, and and I've always kind of chalked it up to like a certain kind of like perception that people can have on other people, like Mm -hmm. an intuition. And mm-hmm. so I thought that maybe mentalists were like that, like just kind of like, yeah, they're just kind of intuitive and in, in reading people, but I don't think they actually are. So then how do you explain these prophets then? Yeah, I think that, um, well, I think the world is a mysterious, magical place. Um, so that's yeah. part of it. But then I also do think that there is like an intuitive I think people can be intuitive, you know. I think I remember mm-hmm. this one time I had just moved to Calgary and I sat down and there was a pro- this is the first time going my family already lives in Calgary and I went to their church and there was this prophet there mm-hmm. and quote unquote prophet and he uh like laid hands on me and he talked about he's like you've been kind of burdened by your cynicism which is very true about me and that's kind of been a, a lifelong thing for me. Um, but you know, I have, Mm. I have another friend of that church, like who is not, if the, if he would have said that to him, he would have been wrong, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's interesting, Jor. Yeah. Because you and I both know that like, we've seen our fair share of like, I don't know, like, did I mention on the podcast before that somebody prophesied over Courtney, my mainstream wife, that she would be a worship leader? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and but I think it went even further like you will lead worship for thousands oh yeah and she was just like just kind of like man you don't know me yeah uh, that's not me yeah so yeah it, it so when you say it's mysterious I kind of like that because it is mysterious I don't know how to explain any of that stuff yeah yeah I, I do like it when it goes wrong I think it's funny yeah it's so awkward oh there's so much awkward like I remember one time this person was like Oh, this man is like, I'm going to prophesy over you, but I'm going to sing it. 
and he was like, "Oh, I lift my hands to the Lord, and the Lord says about thee." And then he's like, and then he wanted me to sing too. Oh, like, um, did you have to pick up on like the tune that the spirit was laying down? Uh, well, just like you know, sing in the spirit. And then I was like, oh. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> It was oh. really awkward, and I was I embarrassed. Like I, I was embarrassed instantly. I was like, I want to forget this moment. These prophets take huge swings. Like that's a big swing. Yeah, you know, like sing with me. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I was uh, in YWAM, Youth with a Mission. It's like a missions organization for our listeners. I was like nineteen, and I was in Australia, and we had this like time to confess like sins or something and everybody got like consoled consoled i should say is how you say it but when i did it the like everyone yeah like they got an n64 yeah everyone got given a ps3 (laughs) i would love that dts discipleship training school you can vest your sins and get a sega (laughs) (laughs) i would confess my sins so much more um Anyway, but for some reason, the leader was like, uh, you have to sit in the middle of the room and like repent. But everybody else got consoled. I had to sit in the middle of a circle and and then I was just like, uh, I'm sorry. But yeah, anyway, it's just, it's just, I don't think we're going to see that much anymore of these things happen. I wonder if they're kind of going away. I don't know, man. I think maybe in your generation, in your social circles and stuff, and but yeah. like, like if you look, actually, this is a funny thing that I always thinks like, I have so many friends, so many of my friends now are irreligious, but it's like, you know, what the the fastest growing, it's fastest religion, evangelical Christianity, charismatic Christianity is like gra- growing so rapidly, like in South America and in Africa, you know. Right. And so in some ways it's kind of like a sign of like privilege when you are like leaving your faith, I think. Yeah, that's an interesting point because, yeah, I mean, even in seminary and whatnot, even the idea of like studying theology means that we have a break from oppression enough to like actually study God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is a place of privilege, but I don't know. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to say like, hey, don't make kids sit in the middle of the room and repent in front of everybody and yeah. tell everybody they choked the chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, I jerked but, off. Oh, it's so awkward. Like, By the way, all those repentance times were was just a roll call of like, yes. I took the chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like all roll the dudes call. are like, yeah, I masturbated. <laughs> but it, because it's set up to be like, say the thing you don't want to say, and that's just the thing everybody And what would the girls say. say? I can't remember. Um, well, um, some girls choke the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know. I mean, if you want to get off easy, just say pride. Nobody cares if you have pride. Nobody bats an eye. Gossip, maybe? Actually, no, you don't say gossip. You don't want that. Yeah. 
No, yeah. No, to be honest, it, it was always had a sexual dimension, which is another thing that I just don't care to unpack at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jor. Well, so that's good. We actually have had an openness and brokenness about what we watch on YouTube, and I feel good about it. Yeah. I'm glad that everyone knows now that I have ASMR. Like, actually, here's the thing. I've actually been thinking about going to a chiropractor just to like because i think it would feel so good oh okay actually let's talk about this because i have gone to chiropractors but then i i don't know if i want this on the internet but then i found out like it may not be a legitimate actual like good practice and people get like paralyzed yeah so i my dad has a cousin who got paralyzed from a chiropractor um, and that wasn't enough for you, Jor? <laughs> you still want to go? <laughs> well, what it was was that she had a blood clot in her leg that she didn't know about. And the mm. chiropractor dislodged it and it went into her brain. Dang. See, yeah, basically it could be too, like, severe of a treatment. You know, like cracking all your cracks. Yeah. It's like maybe that's not good. For, that good for you. I mean, I have a f- I have a close friend who's a chiropractor, so I'm not going to say much. But I do think that you, what I've read is that you have to find like a really good one because it doesn't. It's not a very regulated medicine. Uh, oh, form. I think that must be what the issue is. This and is so you have a lot of people like some of these guys I watch. Like they'll do like chakra readings. As part of, <laughs> as part of the, and they just like sit and feel the pulse and they're like, oh yeah, you're, you're definitely high in this chakras. And I'm like, oh man, if somebody did that to me, I would just burst out laughing probably. Yeah. So it kind of dabbles in that realm of like unregulated what's going on. Yeah. I remember I had a ch- chiropractor that pushed my butt cheeks together. <gasps> And said it was a way to tell which side of my back was tighter. Oh, wow. Did it give you confusing Basically, if feeling? the crack, if you push your butt cheeks together and the crack goes crooked to one side <laughs> of your back, I guess. <laughs> All I know is I was just, it was the very top of my butt crack. But I just thought, I don't need this. <laughs> what if um, that video services on YouTube? You're like, it's Justin's butt crack. <laughs> just kidding. No, it wasn't filmed to my knowledge, so that's good. What kind of butt crack do you have, just for reference? Yeah, sure. The worst kind. Oh. <laughs> it's like goes really high or really low? I'm glad you asked because it's uncharacteristically high. Oh. It's too high. <laughs> I can't even keep it in my pants. <laughs> And one time my dad came over and he bent over and I go, oh, that's where I get it from. Oh, yeah. It's the Bill's it's butt crack. Thing. It's the Bill's butt crack. And, and even like, I was kind of even known for it in YWAM. Like, I just couldn't contain it. Yeah. Wow. People put coins in there, you know? Yeah. That's like a joke. <laughs> I never appreciated that, if I'm honest. I, it's not like I liked knowing that my butt crack was showing. Yeah. My niece... I don't want people to laugh at it. My seven-year-old niece right now is really into credit cards, you know, <laughs> giving people credit card swipes. It's okay. so yes. annoying and weird. Like, we'll be, like, in public and she'll just, like, swipe her hand down my crack. I'm going to just say for a seven-year-old, it's almost not okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm glad your niece does it. I hope she's loving her life. Well, should we take a break and then we'll get into Sufjan? Sure. Okay. When we come back, we're going to look at an album that almost knocked this podcast off of its axis. (laughs) (laughs) But we are back and we're going to look at Sufjan Stevens' Piano Concerto. I don't even know if that's the right word. I don't think so. But what's it called? The Decalogue? Yeah. All right, when we come back, the Decalogue. Yeah. Welcome back to, that was the worst podcast ever, a Sufjan Stevens podcast hosted by two pals um, with with mental illnesses. We've got, (laughs) (laughs) we um, have uh, actually what Justin has told me is his favorite Sufjan record on deck today. And that oh, is oh, oh, the Decalogue by Sufjan Stevens and Timo Andre. So before the break, I said it almost knocked this podcast off its axis, and it actually because it it's so good. Like, we just didn't know which song to choose. Like this has been on the schedule for like years. Yeah, and and I probably more than you have been like, let's talk about something else. Mm-hmm. I have not wanted to talk about this. Yeah, but, but I was the one who was like, "We have to, we have to stay with the format. We can't make it so confusing." I'm actually glad because we set out to have a Sufjan Stevens podcast that looks at all of his records. That's what we said we were going to do, and you challenged me one day and said that we have to do that. Accountability partners. I was trying to say, like, let's just skip it or whatever. But I think you're right. I think for a podcast to... Oh, the dog. Hold on one sec. Uh, I just have to let the dog out. Okay. For a podcast... For us to say we're a Seafound Stevens podcast, and can we just admit it? We get emails all the time from our listeners that know more about Sufjan, that blah, 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 blah. And I can already hear the emails. The Decalogue is actually Sufjan's best or whatever. I can already, they're being, I can hear the keyboards clicking and clacking mm-hmm. as we're recording this album. Mm-hmm. But Jordan, why, why was this album so hard for us? Or can we talk about it? Yeah. 
I mean, it's okay. uh, it's kind of contrary to all of the things that we love about Sufjan. <laughs> but well, I I shouldn't say that totally. I th- <laughs> I actually think that the Sufjan does this kind of really great mix of like um, dissonance plus melody. You know, the weird plus the like extremely accessible and so when when you live somewhere in between there it's just challenging enough but also it just feels like home enough to keep you wanting more but um this one is just all eccentric eccentricity that's all it is it's Mm -hmm. there's like constant key modulation there's no like even on songs like the first song actually on the record one i guess uh, he, there's this riff that's playing, and it's a really nice riff. But he he always pl- it always ends on this weird dissonant note, and just ruins it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's but I think that's intentional. I, so I think it's actually a good record because it sounds like it does what he was trying to do. I guess I just like don't enjoy it. It's not easy listening, no, is it? No. It's it's challenging. I put it on my headphones. And I went for a walk, and I just kind of thought, well, I'm on a walk. Like, I'm going to love this piano. And I just found my mind couldn't even, like, focus on it. And um, Pitchfork says this, and and I just read it, but I think it it says, uh, the Decalogue's piano passages wash over the listener and disappear almost as soon as they materialize. (laughs) Which, um, yeah, it was just kind of like, I wasn't sure what song I was listening to. I wasn't even sure when the song switched to another song. Right. It reminded me, at my grandparents' house, they had a piano, and when I was a little boy, I'd just go over there, and I'd, <laughs> I'd just play whatever the hell I wanted. At, like, a dinner. I just, I didn't know how to play piano. I'd just play whatever the hell. It reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that, sorry, Suf. I mean, I, I don't, I don't agree. It still sounds very skilled. It's just kind of like, it's the kind of thing that's like, you know, if you go to like a jazz bar and it's like avant-garde jazz or something, it's just not my bag. Um, but I can still be like, that person's very talented. I guess I just like, you know, it's, it's, they've, they've said it's like, um, it's like, you know why pe- like kids are drawn to sweets when they're young is because breast milk is super sweet and it's like the first thing they taste. And so, and so actually most people are going to like, like sweet things all their life. It's all, that's why it's like a treat, you know, but, uh, and so there's all, there's still a little bit of me that needs that sugar in my music, you know, and there's just no sugar here. It's just, it's all bitters. And, um, it feels very like. Jordan, I'm going to rely on your your expertise here, but it doesn't feel like he's even locked into like a rhythm. Like it seems like it's going all over. Yeah, it's very unstructured. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's hard to follow. Yeah. You know. Um yeah, so I'm being hard on it, but Sufjan, if you're listening, I just want you to know I actually do respect you as an artist and I respect that you can do something like this. It's incredible. Yeah. You know. We sound Katie like Perry real isn't noobs. putting out a piano re- record, you know. Sorry, George, what were you saying? I said we sound like real noobs, but we're just being honest, you know. Yeah, I can't. 
Jordan, I can't be anything but me. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that, bro. Um, <laughs> why don't do you? Why don't you give a little bit more information about the record? Okay, so it came out in 2017. Yeah. Um, another guy's name is on it, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, Timo Andre recorded it, but maybe they collabed on the comp- composition. But Timo Andre, he's my age, born in '85. He's uh, lives in Brooklyn, New York. Him and apparently him and Sue have another record coming. Um, yeah, Jordan. Apparently, they're doing this again, and it <laughs> it said it was happening in 2022. Yeah. So there could be another one coming. Yeah. Which nobody asked for it. Yeah. But here it comes. Some people might. I don't know. If you love, uh, I mean, please, like, if you're listening and you want to share with us why you love this record, please do. Uh, I would love to hear. It's actually, to be honest, like, I just feel really green to this world. Um, I don't, like, most of what I love about music has, like, some pop sensibilities. So it's, like, the structure and repetition, you know, those kinds of Mm. things, like, are what make me feel at home in music but mm. this doesn't really have any of that so tell me what you love about it please at and twtwpe at gmail.com yes please do and i know you will and i know you are you want this podcast listeners i know you wish you were hosting right now yeah because you have a lot better things to say but i just wonder if we're missing maybe a key that unlocks this thing because this is what i do know about it Enjoy Your Rabbit became a uh, ballet production. Mm-hmm. And so I think it drew Sufjan into this. Okay, it didn't draw Sufjan. Sufjan's been an instrumental artist as early as he's been a songwriter. So we do need to say that. It's not like Sufjan's outside of his character here. Enjoy Your Rabbit's an early record that's all instrumental. Sufjan's been doing this since the very beginning. But this one is an electronic what Pitchfork says is it's like bal- he was influenced by the ballet. So maybe if we saw this live with ballet dancers dancing around, we'd appreciate it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so what were so tell me what was your favorite track? So this is what I like. There are ten tracks which are based on the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. I love that fact because you love Jordan. the Ten Commandments. And, no, yeah, I, you well, love you know honoring your father and mother. You love, you know you love avoiding covet, coveting. Oh, yeah. You know I honor my father and mother because I want to live long in the land. <laughs> <laughs> I think it says that. Um, what was I saying, Jor? <laughs> um, you were saying, oh, you love that, it, that it's the, based on the Ten oh, Commandments. Oh, the Ten Commandments. I read that and laughed. How are we supposed to know that? <laughs> I mean, obviously there's 10 tracks, but like to jump from there's 10 tracks, it must mean. So we should we should probably re-listen with the Ten Commandments scripture up on the screen. Yeah. And read each commandment with each song and see if Sufyan is actually interpreting these things. But... Well, you got... you. The internet says it's based on the Ten Commandments. You got, you shall have no other gods before me. That's track one. Let's have a listen. Okay.
Maybe I'm being too hard on it. Because as I hit play on track one, which says nowhere anywhere it's based on the Ten Commandments, but <laughs> you know what it does remind me of a little bit? Not the Sufjan songs, but there's some piano tracks on the Call Me By Your Name soundtrack that this actually reminds me of. Little uh, uh, Timothy playing piano. Timothy Chalamet. Do you have a crush yes. on Timothy? No, but Annabelle's. That, I think that's like her first big celebrity crush. Oh wow! And we watched. Um, we watched Lady Bird, and and it was that was a bad parenting mistake. I got to admit. Oh really? The content was a little too edgy. Yes, that was like, why did I do that? She's 11 years old. I watched Lady Bird with my 11-year-old. Send me some emails if you think that's wrong. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember any of the bad scenes in it. I guess when you're 11, it's introducing you to a lot of high school things that maybe she just doesn't need to be introduced to yet. Yeah. Uh, my favorite track on it is Honor Your Father and Mother, track five. Okay, let's listen. And let's see if we can pick up on the honoring of your parents theme. sincerity i'm not trying to make a joke sufyan is wickedly good at honoring his father and mother don't you think yeah i mean he wrote them both records that's honor. yeah that's a that's an act of honor and i think uh honoring your parents doesn't mean you just have to enjoy everything they do but i think he's been rightfully critical of things, but always sympathetic and forgiving and honoring. So, so yeah, actually, you know, now that I'm listening with the Ten Commandments in mind, maybe they do align. Maybe there is a feeling I'm getting that I should call my mom. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I called my mom today and we had a great conversation. Oh, yeah. How so. is Jill? She's great. She's still swinging those... Uh essential oils no i i think she'd calm down on that oh, okay one. i think um her mom died <laughs> and it kind of oh yeah took a break um or she had to take care of her mom um but yeah no jill is good how's liana we should have a check-in you spent you were on the beaches with your parents yeah that's on Liana's great we played a lot of cribbage together um like with Liv and my dad, the four of us, uh, she just got a new haircut. She looks beautiful. Um, wow. It's kind of like a, like a cool liberal lady cut, you know? What? Oh, explain that to me. You know, when you see like a liberal, like a, a progressive lady and she, you know, she's just like, she voted for the Democrats, but she's got like a cute pixie cut. It's like stylish. Yep, say no more. I can yeah. picture it. <laughs> and sometimes it's gray. Yeah. I'm picturing it gray. No, she she I think it's not. 
Not hers, oh. but I'm thinking yeah. kind of the quintessential. It might be gray. Yeah. Um, any family meltdowns on this trip? Um, well, no, there wasn't. But there was an interesting thing where my family basically were like, got mad at me for being pretentious. <laughs> Jordan! Okay, I'm glad you said that because... My inner critic calls me pretentious maybe daily. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's my biggest fear. Yeah. And I I know I am. I know I am. Yeah, so But how did you take the news? Jordan, you've been called pretentious before. I've I've heard it. What? By who? I've never heard I that don't before. Know. No. You've been you saying did, it behind my back. Upset. No, it wasn't behind your back. It was at Folk Fest a long time ago. There was like a f- a bitter friend that like called you pretentious and it got back to your ears and oh. made you upset. Um, and I'm glad I could remind you of that, <laughs> that you forgot. <laughs> no, um, it, you know what it was? Okay, this is what it was. <laughs> so the, it's like a big boat, right? And it has like a theater on it and they do entertainment. Right, it's a cruise. It's a cru- we went on a cruise. And so we were like, yeah. let's go see this. It's a Christmas special. So we go <laughs> and there's a guy who just like comes out. He's like... Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And then he's like, and then in the middle he starts talking. He's just, while the music keeps going, he's like, do you know what I love about Christmas, everybody? It means different things to everyone. Now, let's bring out the Santa dancers. And then these like sexy girls come out like, Santa baby. And it was just like so, Olivia and I were just like stifling howls of laughter basically because it was and so absurd how bad did you scour this performance so yeah like you skewered it like well you we slayed. laughed halfway through we were basically like we can't handle this anymore it's so ridiculous and funny and but anyway my nieces really loved it because there was like lots of dancing and stuff and they're usually like you know they're like pretty high maintenance but they sat there the whole time and enjoyed the whole thing and so afterwards right. i like sent a text to the family thread like oh we're over at this bar like we basically couldn't handle that anymore and then the, everybody was mad at mad at us because they were like oh you're so pretentious that you can't even just watch something that's not your style or something and i was like oh i don't know it was it was kind of awkward but yeah what i mean i get great i get what they mean well let me ask you this do you think that show was designed for singer songwriters from vancouver no i think it was designed for like 60 to 80 year old white people to give the men yeah. boners and to make the ladies feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> I like Christmas means a lot to different people. Like it means Hanukkah to some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay, my favorite track, going back to Sufjan, mm-hmm. is was actually track 10. Okay. If you can believe it. You shall not covet. Is that what the 10th commandment is? Mm -hmm. Are you sure? On this list that I have. uh, By list, do you mean Exodus? (laughs) Or Deuteronomy? It's like an article. It's like, here are the 10 commandments. 
What's the website? Reporter Times. <laughs> Jordan, the Ten Commandments are in the Bible. You could. Why aren't you going to the source? I don't need the why source. Why are you going to that website? <laughs> You're like, I went to um, CanadaFirst.net. <laughs> um what is oh no you're right it isn't the last one oh man i was all wrong this whole time ten commandments exodus Jordan, i am a student of theology you can't get any of this past me i'm just kidding you shall have no other gods before me yeah okay that's all right what's last yeah covet covet is last Really? Yeah, that list was right. Oh, okay, sorry. So, um, yeah, so I like track 10. If you're listening and you go, man, this episode's really thin, and you've never heard the Decalogue, I just want you to know this. Sufjan is playing the piano as far as we know, right, Yeah, Jeremy? yeah, he is. It's his fingers on the keys, right? Yeah. That's pretty uh, impressive, but... We're talking about a 10-track album of really kind of challenging piano songs, only piano. And I think the question has to become, Jordan, and we need to address this honestly, Sufjan Stevens' name is not on this album. What is then is this album? Like hypothetically, if it wasn't. Hypothetically, the album is exactly as it is. But Sufjan Stevens' name was never on it. Oh, yeah. Well, then you probably would never listen to it. it. I would probably just be like, oh, this is like really weird avant-garde piano music. And I guarantee nobody would listen to it. And so I want to challenge the listeners of this podcast that are going to email and say that you love this album. Would you give a shit if someone you had no idea made it? And my challenge to you is no, you wouldn't. That's not a challenge. That's ch- that's ch- <laughs> that's my challenge to you. My challenge. A challenge would be kind of like try and put yourself in the shoes of someone who didn't know it was a Sufjan record. Not just like. Are you saying my a, challenge, a challenge to you is, is you're wrong? <laughs> this is my challenge to you, and I want you. This is my homework for all our listeners. You are wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, sometimes you just got to play it up for comedic value. But I don't want to be too hard because Sufjan's incredibly talented. I love him as an artist. He's interesting in the fact that he releases more albums or equally albums like this than he does any other albums. He's always putting out stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, we've covered it in uh, other things. I appreciate that about him. But when it comes down to it, I will never listen to this again. <laughs> I will never listen to this again. You know, wouldn't it be funny if like next time you came over, I was like just in my car, like listening to this. Would you laugh? I was yes, <laughs> I, if you did it as a joke, I think it'd be hilarious. Oh. Yeah, but okay, let me pose that to you as a question then. Will you ever listen to this again? Um, I might, like, if if I was, like, you know, trying to impress some really cool people, I might throw it on. Really? Yeah. Hmm. 
like be like, oh, you don't like this? Or or maybe like people who are cool, but I want them to think I'm cooler. I'll be like, oh, you don't like this, huh? You're obviously very uncultured. And then they listen to this podcast <laughs> and they realize you're just full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to listen to this again, but I want to know if this is on regular rotation for you, could send us an email and we'll read it because we want your perspective because we want to know if, is this album beloved in the Sufjan Stevens world? Uh, it's not by me, but I still love the man. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, there's not a lot to say anymore. Um, I again, if I knew more about this kind of music, it, it would be different. Just, what's your take on the death of Lisa Marie Presley? Jordan, I need to be honest. I wrote out a joke when it came across my in-laws' family chain about it, and then I deleted it and didn't send it. Oh, what was the joke? I was, I was irreverent. The joke was, do you think she's... <laughs> it's not even funny. I was going to say, do you think she's reunited with Michael Jackson in heaven? <laughs> and then I didn't send it because she had just died. Yeah. You have to wait like a month. And let's be honest, I'm never going to say that joke. <laughs> I don't want people to know that I said that uh, that joke exists. Um, no, what's no? Obviously, it's very sad. Of course, she was young, fifty-four or something. Yeah. No, of course that's very sad, and um, yeah. But um, all the joke, all I really know because of my age, I only know her as being married to Michael Jackson and coming out and kissing him at an award show. Oh yeah, that was hot. Okay. <laughs> that was hot. <laughs> I, Why, Jordan, I remember always it? just, I remember even when I was, I, I don't know, probably 10 when they were married. Did they get married? Of course. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I remember being like, oh, that's so weird. And then I remember an interview where she's like, he's not actually like the way he is in like interviews. He's actually way more manly. And I was like, oh, that, that interesting. So I was like, does he talk with like a lower voice or something when he's... Jordan, if we could Google it, but weren't they just married for like a month? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Okay, Jor, <laughs> yeah. continuing continuing this free-flowing conversation that, you know, this is the worst Sufjan Stevens episode we've ever done, but who cares? Um, I honestly have been getting into a ton of music. Oh, yeah. And I want to talk about it. Okay, what... Just quickly. Yeah, what do you... Shoot some of these off. Okay. Um, I believe these are all Gen Z. <gasps> okay. I've opened the floodgates Claro. Gen Z. Oh, well, n let me write that okay, down. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, I have absolutely loved this uh, artist named Charlie Adams. Okay. And she is kind of a singer-songwriter. She, I believe, is Gen Z. Uh, when my Spotify wrapped came back, she had my most listened to song. And she's not super popular, but I wanted 
I'll put a clip in of a few of her songs, but I've gotten really into her. And who's to say that I've got to go alone? Whoa. And then the other Gen Zers I'm getting into, Field Medic. Ever heard of that guy? No. Like him and Samia. You might have heard Samia. Samia? No. Yeah. Samia, I barely know ya. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, okay, so those have kind of been this discovery of like this new generation. I would actually call like f- Field Medic probably carrying a bit of Sufjan's torch here in, in a Gen Z way. So he's way more literal than, than you or Sufjan. But and he's Gen Z in the way that he'll just be like, "I'm having a panic attack." <laughs> but I actually have really appreciated just this kind of this straightforward, transparent. It it's black and white. It's like, but it's sincere and and I like him. He feels like a friend of mine. Yeah. And uh, I think he's great. And I think Sammy is great. There's a Sammy song called. As you are, and and there's a, a duet between Field Medic and Samia called "Bundle of Hyacinths" that I love. Okay. Sure, I want to hear what you're listening to. What am I listening to? Yeah, hang on one sec here. So, um, I've been working on like a neoclassical record with a friend of mine. Um, Are you, is this, this really? Yeah. You come out with basically uh, the decathlon or whatever, the decalogue. Oh, it's not, no, it's more, it's much more melodic. Um, oh, so, okay. I've been listening to um, someone called Tom Berlin. You ever heard of her? She's got a record called I Don't Know I Don't Know Who Needs to Hear This. That's very, very good. And I think you would like it too.
Um, I've been listening to the new Dan Mangan record. Dan Mangan is a fellow from Vancouver. Oh, Vic- I love Dan Vancouver. Mangan. And his new record is very cool. And the production is so cool. Vancouver yeah he's he's kind of like uh remember he he headlined folk fest when you played it yes like he's been around for a long time yeah you're right he's kind of uh he's a big deal a little bit yeah in yeah yeah he does really well in Canada especially yeah. yeah and then I've been listening to the new Taylor Swift Midnights oh tell me what you think Jor uh, it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess she's kind of hit this stride that's really unique, I think, in pop music, where she she's like kind of like defined herself as a writer first, and I think writers kind of go where they want to go. And so I don't critique it maybe in the same way I would critique, you know, like a Katy Perry record or something. Um, but... It's okay. There's some good songs on it. A lot of it is just kind of... Uh, I wish that there was just like... I think when she did those two COVID records, those were a big surprise. But for me, I'm kind of like, keep giving us surprises, Taylor. We all know what you do. So keep surprising us. But this is just kind of like, oh, it's like a synth, dark synth pop. It's fine. Yeah. Must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero We've had many text conversations about Taylor Swift because I was just kind of like, just listen to Carly Rae Jepsen. Like, I just, like, and, but you made me appreciate her, and I've actually listened to Taylor Swift, and I get it. She's great. She's smart. She's talented. Um, she's a boss. Yeah, a boss. Uh, girl boss. <laughs> okay. And, but Jor... It's the sing talking yeah. that I can't handle. Yeah. I don't like sing talking. Yeah. And she does it too much. Yeah. Yeah, it feels a little It's almost awkward. like she crosses into a cringe she does cringy stuff too much. She does a lot I spend a lot of time cringing. You know, like in that big song, um It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. You know that song? It's me. Yes. And then yeah. there's this one part in it where she's like, "It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me." There's around and reads it, and then someone screams out, "She's laughing up at us from hell." It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. It's me. Hi. Everybody agrees, everybody agrees. It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me, the problem, it's me. And 
That's I, it. I hate That's it. That's what I'm talking about. I hate it. It's so awkward. It's the sing talking. Yeah. I know. Well, should we wrap this up? Let's wrap it up, Jory. This was fun. Yeah, this was fun. Um, please uh, direct your hate mail to us now and come back. Um, what do we got coming up next on the Sufjan docket? All right. Well, let's take a look. There's some that we miss. Let's just say if it's under a different moniker or whatnot, we may uh, come back to that. Yeah. But we are following the major album releases. Yes. And so our next album is, drumroll please, as I look it up. Call Me By Your Name? Oh. Do you want to do that? Or it's Aporia. Aporia? Oh. Chor, let's do Call Me By Your Name and let's watch the movie. Okay. I fun. just rewatched it recently because I like it, but I don't know if you're going to like it as much as I do. Why? Um, so there, there are some reasons people don't like it, and it's mainly because Army Hammer just plays too old in the movie. He's too old. Oh. So it's almost like... Doesn't he, he also old? like to eat people, too? Yeah, but we didn't know that oh, when right. it okay. came out. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, even before we knew about that stuff, it was just like he's kind of too old because we should save this for next uh, the next podcast. All right, that's a little teaser. <laughs> okay, let's do "Call Me by Your Name." I have it the soundtrack on vinyl. I, I'm actually a huge fan, mm-hmm. and actually, my daughter Annabelle loves. Uh, Loves the Sufjan tracks off this album, and I discovered her listening to it completely independently of me. Oh, wow. She's cool. So her her uh, most listened to song on Spotify was um, uh, Visions of Love, or what's it called? Vision? No, I'm mixing Visions up of Gideon? Visions of Gideon. No, it was the other one. Mystery, Mystery of Love. Love. Yeah. That was her most listened to song. No. Okay, let's save this for next week. Okay. Or next time. Well, until then, the dress looks nice on you. Sure does. Bye. Bye.